I've always grown up with dogs and I've had them probably for the past, I would say, 35 years. Ever since I was a small child, my parents always had dogs growing up. And then when I moved in with Mrs. Awesome, we ended up getting our own dogs and we've had a total of three on our own. Now, when I was a kid, I still remember our first dog. And uh, she was just a pup when we brought her home. And as she grew a couple of weeks older, she ended up biting a girl in the face through the fence because the girl was actually taunting her. And we had to end up getting rid of this dog just because she was violent. We don't know why. It wasn't that she got mistreated. She was just in the backyard, you know, and somebody came along and started taunting her through the fence and the dog bit her. And we had to end up getting rid of her. And she went to a farm where she actually had a good life there. So that was pretty much the first dog that we had. Now, the second dog that we ended up getting was actually interesting. It was a, I think they were called schnauzers. No, not schnauzers. It was the hot dog, you know, the, oh, the long yeah, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It was one of those dogs. And she actually was very, very smart because we used to have windows in the front of our house. And they were just the kind of push up the lock, slide them open. Now, we were gone one day and the dog had learned from us on how to open the windows and she was free in the house uh, when we would go out and we ended up coming home and driving on one of the main streets and we were looking and we're like, whose stupid dog is sitting in the middle of this busy street? <laughs> it turns out that it was our dog. It that was, was yours. Yeah, it was our dog. And the dog had learned how to push the lock open with her nose, slide the window open, and jump through the screen. Now, mm. she was sitting in the middle of the road on a busy street. I mean, this street is actually one of the major arteries in the area we lived in. And she was smart enough to open it up. And she was just sitting in the middle of the road. And we opened up the car door and she jumped right in and came back home with us. So... That was actually a funny story because, you know, we never expected our dog to do that. You know, you hear stories of other people's dogs. Say, yeah, my dog will never do that and I'll never do something like that. And it ended up that our dog was the dumb one that was sitting in the middle of the street, although she was pretty smart to be able to learn how to do that. I don't know if she was waiting for us to come home or like looking for us. I don't know what she was doing. She just she got yeah. out of the house. She was probably bored. Yeah. Just wanted to see some action on the road there. Even the dog that we used to have was able to figure out how to, we had this gate with a pole. It was an outside enclosure and she would have her dog house inside. She learned how to open up a latch, open up the door, do everything automatically. Dogs are really smart and they learn pretty quick. They pick up on everything. They're almost like little five-year-old kids running around. They're crazy and they're just having a good time. They lose their minds, right? And some of that ties into some of the stuff that's been going on at your place lately. Yeah. Now, the title of this episode is My Little Dog is a Crazy Killer. Director Awesome, you're going to have to tell everybody why the title sticks to Indy so well. Indy is a very tiny dog, unassuming, a cute little thing, but let me tell you, straight up killer. <laughs> she is. She's a Maltese Terrier and she's about 13 pounds. So her breed is actually bred to hunt rats. And my backyard gets a lot of wildlife that goes through it. We get everything from skunks, raccoons. We get a couple of squirrels and we get a lot of rabbits. And every time I open up the back door, Indy's ears perk up. She's raring to go. And she's hunting in the backyard looking for this wildlife. We get some of these things that they're called vol 
moles. They're like little tiny mice that built a nest under the deck and we can't get them. And you can actually see through our garden, there's little tracks that run through the garden. And Indy will run through the garden all the time just to see where they are because she can pick up on their scent. She traps them behind. It's kind of like a Rubbermaid container outside to store stuff. She actually goes behind there, tries to get behind there, but they hide underneath there and she goes nuts and berserk. But the main thing is where we say she's a killer is on four separate occasions, she has actually killed bunnies in our backyard. It's hard because you open the door, you don't see the bunny. And and if you do see the bunny, you think, okay, the bunny will get away. They're pretty quick. They can scoot under the fence really quickly and they'll be gone. But Indy is really fast and she ends up running catching them and then she just gets them in her mouth and the way they do it and i know it sounds a little morbid is they just shake it and it breaks its neck i'm really surprised that it can run them down because you would think indy's a fairly longish dog and i'm thinking rabbits are pretty fast for you to be able to run down a rabbit you have to have some good kick to your stride i want to say it's not a fully grown rabbit they're still the younger rabbits that she's getting so maybe the rabbit just doesn't think quick enough on how to get out of the backyard and that's maybe how she's catching them the other day when we were coming up with this episode you had messaged me and i just said funny enough indy killed another one you know mrs awesome opened up the back door and she went back inside because usually we don't have to go outside with Indy. We just let her out in the backyard and she does her thing. And then we let her back in and we don't have to monitor her in the backyard. The problem is that Mrs. Awesome let her out and then she herself went inside to go do something and then came back and said, there's a dead bunny in the backyard. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she's like, there's a dead bunny. And I was, she's like, and you know, we kind of argue about, I'm not picking it up and you know, neither am I, I'm not picking it up. I was like, well, we can't leave it there. So I just, you know, I go and get a shovel, pick it up, put it in a bag and, and off it goes. But, you know, I don't know what else to do with it. Animal control will come pick it up for you if you want. But at the same, they're just going to do the same thing with it. So there's no point. But Indy straight up will grab an animal. doesn't matter what it is. She has no fear. There are raccoons in the tree that will be hiding in the tree from her. And she'll just be sitting at the bottom of the tree staring and barking at it like she wants to go at it. That's just the breed she is. And I got to say, it is for nothing right now for Indy <laughs> with the bunnies. It's in their nature. Even with my brother's dog, he's part shepherd. The dog will run down anything. Again, just like you said before, mail carriers, <laughs> skunks, raccoons, rabbits, squirrels, cats. And as fast as Indy is, my brother's dog is just a bullet and can cover 100, 200, 300 yards just like that fast. They're so fast. There's one particular story where I was over at his place. We were right at the back of the driveway close to the garage. And it's a very long driveway. And these two guys were walking by the property. Mind you, in front of the fence, it was probably, I don't know, let's say 20 feet to the sidewalk. And these two guys were walking by and the dog just takes off and just heads right for the fence. And Almost got through the fence, but luckily it was tied tight and there was a chain, so it wasn't going anywhere. But the two guys that were passing by, they got such a fright. They saw the dog out of the corner of their eye, so they can just see this little thing just coming at them at 100 miles an hour. And it was pretty funny, but especially with the mail carrier, when he has to go drop off mail at my brother's place, he is afraid of the dog. And the dog is a good dog. It doesn't have any bad traits. That's just its character. It protects. It takes care of business. 
mind you, they can also be a big pain in the ass too. Definitely. Our puppy has been nothing but a pain in the ass. I mean, as much as we love her, she's been a pain in the ass since we've brought her home. I mean, health-wise. Another dog that we used to have, it was a German short hair pointer. And my dad brought it out one time and they were out in the forest and it decided to attack a porcupine. Well, that didn't go over too well. That's not very bad. smart. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, though, some of these dogs don't learn. And I'm not talking about our specific dog that we had. But if you see online, some of these dogs, they, they go after a porcupine, their face is full of quills, and they keep doing it over and over and over again. You think that they would learn the first time, right? Anyways, that one time that our dog ran into the porcupine, when I came home from school that day, the dog seemed like it was dead. That's how much pain it was in because my dad brought it into the vet to take the quills out. And even the vet said that the quills would still keep coming out in the weeks following. It was pretty bad. Yeah, they run away. They dig holes. They eat your food. As you well know, they eat poisonous plants all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we literally had to take our garden out of our backyard that had boxwood plants. It had hostas plants in it. Mm -hmm. And it was about, you know, our puppy was eating them. You know, those are both poisonous to dogs. And a lot of people don't know this. And we had no clue. And we've had dogs and, you know, before we've never heard that these plants were poisonous to them. So we ended up having to take that out and just rip the whole garden out and lay grass back down because she just doesn't get, don't eat that stuff. She will go back and eat it. And the other day we were out in the backyard with her and our neighbor has their garden up against our fence and they're growing rhubarb. The rhubarb is kind of coming through the fence and Aspen actually grabbed it and grabbed a huge chunk of it and started running around the backyard. And apparently <laughs> rhubarb is highly poisonous to dogs as well. So Boy. here we are panicking again. Did she ingest it? And apparently just the chemicals that come off the rhubarb are enough to cause illness in a dog. And wow. we were like, oh, great, here we go again. And luckily nothing did happen because we monitor her and, you know, the behavior didn't change. She wasn't like lethargic. She wasn't throwing up. She didn't have the runs or anything like that. So everything was okay at that point. But they just get into so much stuff that it's unbelievable. Even now, like we cut the grass and sometimes you have those grass clippings that are left mm -hmm. over, you know, and she loves to eat the grass clippings. And usually what a dog will do is they will eat the grass clippings if they have an upset stomach and that forces them to throw up. Yeah. So we're thinking one of two things. Either she has a huge ball of grass in her stomach or she has an iron stomach that can take care of anything now because she's been through so much trauma from when she was a puppy because she ate so much garbage she can just handle it now. I've never had a dog do that much stuff. Like, really, I you probably have, what do you call it, one of those speed passes at the veterinarian. You yeah. just swipe, $1,000 bill just automatically gets deducted from your bank account, you know? Yeah, well, it's but, funny because uh, we had a golden, uh, golden retriever prior to getting Aspen. And I love that dog. But we always used to tease and say, this dog has two wires in her brain and they're just not touching you know like she's she's a very smart dog but there's some things that she does that you just go like like that wire is loose there's something not right in that head and we just used to joke about this all the time and now i say the same thing with aspen like there is a wire in there she just doesn't get it and we use this term with autistic kids uh special needs kids and the term is pika and what that refers to is 
always having the sensation of having to have something in your mouth. You want to have like you put it in the back of your mouth, you have to chew on it, you have to eat something. It's just a term that's been used with human beings. And we wonder if our dog has it because apparently dogs can get it. And the next time we go into the vet, we're actually going to ask them about it because our dog literally on our walks has to eat everything. So I'm talking like you'll have the yellow dandelions, she'll eat it. And now that they're actually in the seed form of the dandelions, she grabs the whole thing and just eats the seeds. She will try to eat the worms that are on the ground. She eats those berries that come off the tree. She eats the sticks, you know, and you have to be fast enough to try and pull her away. But seeing I've lost vision in one of my eyes, I don't always see it right away. So I don't catch her until it's too late. And I have to like, you know, we have to kind of go right into her mouth and try and get it out. So anything that's on the ground, she tries to pick it up and eat it. And my wife, like Mrs. Awesome, will always say, I think she has pika. Like, I can't imagine taking the dog out and then the thing just trying to eat absolutely everything in its path. That would drive me nuts. Oh, it drives us nuts because she pulls and pulls and pulls. I mean, we've taken her to dog classes already. We know how to walk a dog. It's just we know Golden Retriever's habits are like they do pull when they walk. So she pulls a lot, but she does eat everything. And the solution to that really is you probably would get her a muzzle. But she's learned, like we had what they call a gentle leader or uh, a halty, I guess what they call. And what it does is a strap that goes around the nose and then it ties behind her head. So it's not that it closes their mouth shut. It just gives you control of the head. Now mm-hmm. she's learned to, with her dew claws, she's learned to take the dew claws and dig them into the front of the gentle leader and pull it off of her nose. Wow. So it serves no purpose, right? So she's smart in that way where she knows exactly how to take this off. But then, you know, what's the purpose of having it on if she's just going to pull it off every time we go for a walk? You guys are probably going to have to come up with some sort of specialized hockey helmet for the dog. So with a cage in the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Absolutely. like a little so there's a bit of space in between her mouth and the ground because that's wrong man i'm telling yeah. you it's uh, I, I don't want to put a muzzle on her i really don't mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's just really cruel and it's more you put a muzzle on them if they're a vicious dog and you know that they're going to bite people if you see them aspen just she craves the attention she loves it i mean anytime she passes somebody she is like yanking and the tail's going and she's jumping at them like to try and like i want my pets and rub my belly and all this and (laughs) and she doesn't understand the whole social distancing part of this whole um pandemic that we're going through right now she doesn't understand it so we say no no come on let's keep going and she just kind of sits plants her weight And forget it. Like, I want to stop and I want to see these people, you know, and people actually will say like, oh, hi. And I'm like, no, don't even say hi, because that gets her super excited. And then she pulls more to go and see you. So dogs aren't going to understand this whole situation of what's going on with the with the pandemic. Going back to Indy, we're going to be putting an in podcast trailer regarding her turn to the dark side. Now, if you can explain to people what happened at the beginning, because Indy was Mrs. Awesome's dog. So we ended up getting first a golden retriever when we first moved in together. And the way we got Indy was our neighbors, but it was about three years after we had gotten our golden uh, Sadie. And it was about three years later that our neighbor's mother, her dog had puppies and she had brought them over to their house. So 
I was outside one day and I saw her and I was like, cute puppies, whatever. I was like, just don't show my wife because I was like not expecting. I don't want to get a second dog right now. We got one. One's enough. And my wife actually ended up pulling up at that exact time. And I was like, oh, great. So she saw the puppies and she was like, oh, I want one. And she was actually giving the puppies away for free. She didn't want any money for them and whatever. So Sadie was my dog. That was my buddy. We did everything together. Like I used to take her on walks and then she would lay with me in the bed. She would, you know, everything. She was with me all the time and she was my dog. She listened to me. So again, my dog and Indy became Mrs. Awesome's dog. And I really, I don't want to say this, but when we first got Indy as a puppy, I really didn't like her. She was a menace. She was a really bad puppy. Like she just... (laughs) She was a terror in the house. She just wanted to, she has her own mind. She wants to do everything her way and it's her way or no way. And it's no different than a kid, you know, throwing a temper tantrum and she needs to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, I would get fed up with her because she would just kind of run the house and it, and don't get me wrong. We're not in the situation where, you know, we let the dogs do that. It's no matter what we do to stop the behavior, it never seems to work. And Mm. we do work at it. We do try different techniques. We look up videos. We go to puppy classes. We do certain things. So we don't know why they're actually doing the stuff that they're doing. It's just that I was getting fed up with it. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care about this dog. And it wasn't... I'm kind of saying that wrong. It wasn't that I didn't care about her. It was she was more of a nuisance than Sadie was. And Sadie was so well behaved that I was just like, look at how good Sadie is. And look at the disaster Indy's causing. She just kind of wanted to do her own thing. She um, ran around the house. She she wasn't really into toys or anything like that. She wouldn't come in when she was called from the backyard. She got under the fence into the neighbor's yard, started running around the neighbor's yard. And because I'm kind of on a townhouse. I can't get into my neighbor's like backyard unless mm-hmm. I actually go around and go through their house. So here I am walking through my neighbor's house to try and get my dog and she's running around the backyard thinking it's a game. And, you know, so it was just kind of funny that way. But I was just kind of, again, not in a bad way, but I was just kind of into your so much like you're just you're too much to handle. Mm-hmm. And it was she would always lay with Mrs. Awesome on the couch. She would lay on on her lap and she would never give me the time of day. And I wondered if it was a more of a jealousy thing because she saw that I was always with Sadie and did things with Sadie. And maybe it was a jealousy thing and thought, hey, you know what? This is his dog and he doesn't care about me. You know, something like that. Yeah, could be because, you know, you know they do harbor resentment. They do yep. get jealous. They do pick one owner usually as the alpha, right? Sure. So, yeah. I mean. She had ended up picking Mrs. Awesome as the alpha and Sadie had picked me as the alpha. Mm. Now, when I got sick with the kidney issues and I was in bed, everything changed and Indy now became my dog. And it was just weird because I don't know if she sensed it again because I was sick or just because I spent so much time with her. But Indy does everything with me now. So she'll lay with me on my lap on the couch and not with Mrs. Awesome. She listens to what I tell her, not always what Mrs. Awesome tells her to do. (laughs) So it's kind of total role reversal. And she has come over to the dark side 
I'm uh, sure that Mrs. Awesome is not impressed with the current situation. Oh, no. Well, she calls her a traitor all the time. And she's like, you used to be my dog and you're such a traitor. And now you're Director Awesome's dog. And, you know, this is nuts. But she's happy now because she actually has Aspen. And Aspen is a suck up to uh, Mrs. Awesome. And she actually cuddles with Mrs. Awesome. She thinks she's a lap dog, too. She's 55 pounds and she tries to do exactly what Indy does. So Indy will jump on the couch and Aspen will follow her and she'll try to jump from one couch to the other like Indy does but it doesn't work out that way because Aspen will move the entire couch across the floor when she jumps over so she just she kind of learns all these little techniques from Indy that she's not supposed to be doing because she's not a small dog you know Indy will jump up on your lap and Aspen will think hey I can jump up on your lap as well and she'll jump up on you and 55 pounds jumping up on you at full speed doesn't feel real good right so Do you remember the time that I came to visit you while you were out of commission? As soon as Indy met me, it was happy. But then it changed its tune right away. It it didn't want to have anything to do with me. (laughs) Yeah. She has become very protective of me. If anyone comes near me, she kind of like growls like somebody that she doesn't know Mm -hmm. uh, or hasn't like met too often. She'll growl at them. She'll make sure that I'm okay. And that's, you know, a dog's nature. They protect their owners. But for a 13-pound dog, she's got attitude like nobody's business. She does. She has like the Napoleon complex. It's the short guy kind of uh, issue where she's the small dog. And it's hilarious because the way we feed our dogs too is... I'll give Indy or sorry, I'll give Aspen her food in the morning and then I give Indy her food and they have to be in separate places because Aspen was always eating Indy's food as well. Oh, okay. Okay. So what used to happen was is that Indy used to tell on Sadie, because Sadie used to eat her food as well, and she would tell on her. So as soon as she went near uh, Sadie would go near Indy's bowl. Indy would come and look at us and start barking like, hey, she's eating my food. You need to stop this. So now <laughs> what happens is, is that Aspen will come towards her bowl and Indy kind of taunts her and she stands on the couch and her bowl's on the floor and Aspen will come near it and Indy will growl and she will bark and then she'll jump off the couch and go towards her bowl and sit there and look at Aspen and growl and bark at her. And Aspen puts her head down like she's done something wrong, almost looking at the wall like in the corner. Mm. And she will sit there until Indy finishes eating. So now Indy has become the alpha in this relationship that they have. Yeah, she tells her, you know what, stay away from my food or I'm going to bite you. And she's actually nipped at her when she's come close to her food. There's like a food aggression there. She's a killer dog, right? Yeah, straight up killer. Indy, yeah. full-on Sith Lord. Yeah, 13-pound dog that can just take care of business in the house, right? Oh, I always boy. I always tease that. I said, if anybody ever breaks into the house, we're fine. Because, yeah. you know, Indy will take care of that person too. Because she's just, she's not a vicious dog. She's a very loving dog. And she's very happy dog. It's just, I don't know. Like, I never expected to see my dog out in the backyard killing bunnies. Well, it's here we are, you know, for nothing indie. They have this kill switch. And once it goes on, that's it. Game over. If something is in front of them, it's finished. It's done. Make no mistake about it. If a skunk didn't spray, she'd probably kill that too. How many times have they had run-ins with skunks there? Because I think you told me a few times, two or three at least. So her and Sadie were sprayed twice. 
and it's not a good smell. No, it's not it good is to not. have in that no. house. And they were actually sprayed through the fence from the neighbor's backyard. And we actually had a skunk run through our backyard yesterday, which is not good because thankfully Mrs. Awesome caught Aspen before she was actually able to get out because she hasn't been sprayed by a skunk yet. She hasn't smelled that smell yet. So I don't want her to smell that. I don't want her to have that smell in the house. But Indy's actually been sprayed twice and she'll still go back there. And, and the next day, she'll still run back to that same spot to see if that skunk is there. And I'm pretty sure if she were to catch that skunk, she'd kill it. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. The only thing that with raccoons and the skunks, they might have rabies, especially, you know, the city yeah. ones. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's something that you have to look out for. And raccoons, man, they can put a hurting on the dogs. They got some really sharp teeth and claws. Raccoons are, if you put them in a corner, you back them into a corner, they're not backing down from anybody. They will fight a bear. You actually see it happen out in nature that if a bear ever cornered them, raccoons actually fight back. They're not going to win. I'm just no. saying the raccoons out here are more scared of our dogs. As soon as our dogs go out running, the raccoons are gone. Like they're up the tree, across the fence, they're gone. Our dogs are out there barking and yapping at them. Squirrels have zero chance if they come into my backyard. We don't have a lot of squirrels in this neighborhood, but squirrels would have zero chance against Indy. Indy would snap that thing in half. Oh, yeah, for sure. In a heartbeat. Yeah. I just Even, feel bad for the bunnies. Like it was the bunnies in the backyard. One of them was actually a, I believe they're called, I learned this the other day. I believe baby bunnies are called kits. And okay. there was a nest in our neighbor's yard and these things were so little. It ended up coming through our fence. I guess to explore, it just got out of the nest, whatever it was. And Indy was right there, right at the right moment, just to catch it coming out, shook it, killed it right off the bat. And it was like, oh, great. The other couple of them were not baby bunnies, but they were smaller in nature, not a full grown bunny. And she still goes after them and she catches them and she she just does what she's got to do. Well, I think it's what you were talking about before that those young ones, they don't really know yet. They haven't experienced dangerous yeah. situations. Yeah. And it's just like in Africa when you have the antelopes and everything crossing the rivers and you have the crocodiles just waiting for them. It's the same type of thing, right? There's, yeah. It's just, it's over. Thing, we man. always say like, have these animals not learned their lesson? Like, do you not smell the scent of dogs in the backyard? Why are you crossing through here? It's the same as the antelopes and the gators. Like you're going through a dangerous area, proceed with caution. And these yeah. things are not proceeding with caution. They're just coming through the backyard and staying there. And that's that, right? It's it's so quick for it to happen, though. And I hate the sound that they make, like the rabbits make when Indy gets a hold of them. Like Mrs. Awesome actually had to end up grabbing Indy by the neck one day while she had a bunny in her mouth and trying to get her to drop it. And it was too late by then. But, you know, you hear the noise that they're making and it's like this high-pitched kind of squeal yeah and, yeah, and you heard. just know you know you just know you know what it's over it's you know indy did her damage and that's that it's so. just part of their breed you yeah. know because some breeds are more violent more aggressive than others you know the hunting dogs that's what they do they hunt you yep. know the guard well, it's dogs, funny because same thing i would say this to mrs awesome you know what indy is bred to kill like hunt rats rabbits whatever it is She's bred to do that. So she would go out in the backyard and then we'd have Dopey Aspen as a retriever <laughs> yeah, go out, yeah. pick it up and bring it to the door. That's exactly how that would work if Aspen were to come across this. Because Aspen, crew. yeah, Aspen hasn't actually 
encountered this yet. She hasn't seen Indy do it. Indy was outside by herself when this happened the other day. Mm-hmm. And if Aspen were to see it, she'd pick it up. She would literally pick it up and bring it to the door as a gift for us. She's nice. a retriever. That's what they do, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's just what they are. Yeah, that's pretty it's funny. It's just really interesting to, to see what a dog's behavior is out in, like, nature. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Indy is always hunting, always in the backyard. She's like nose to the ground. She's looking all over the place. Uh, she's looking for her next kill. And uh, it's not, I guess it's not fun to watch that, I guess, all the time. But at the same time, that's just, again, it's her breed. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with my brother's dog, too. The one time that I was taking care of the dog, there was this interaction and the dog was looking at me and I couldn't really see into its eyes properly because of the lighting and stuff like that. But it sort of had its head down, its ears up, and it was just staring at me, but not like in a, oh, hey, I'm happy to see you kind of way. It was just like, I'm going to rip your throat out. And I'm looking at the dog. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Where's this going? I was just trying to figure out where the dog was in terms of its headspace and what the hell it was thinking because it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But it's a really good dog. It's very loving and it just it wouldn't hurt anyone unless I think you cross the line of whatever that line is. Yeah. And even with Indy, right? And you were saying with yourself how it's really protective. The dogs are cute. They're loving, they're nice, but I think when you cross that line, then that killer instinct takes over. And then, psh, watch out, man, because it's on. Well, we have to remember that they're still animals. That's right. Right, yeah. they're still animals. I mean, it doesn't matter how you treat them at home. You treat them well, you feed them, you walk them, you love them, you care for them. They're still animals. And at the That's end right. of the day, their killer instinct will kick in no matter what. It's no different than human beings If you had to save, you know, another human being from something, just it's just human instinct that kicks in or maternal instinct that kicks in for a mother and her child or whatever. It's their animal instincts. It's it's just what it is. To end this episode off, we're going to play our little podcast trailer regarding Indy's descent into the dark side. Scourge of mail carriers, mice, raccoons, skunks, squirrels, bulls. Visitors at the door and small ignorant rabbits. Anything that moves, there's always a master and an apprentice. Excellent. Everything is going as planned. In a neighborhood far away not long ago, an epic struggle between Director Awesome and Mrs. Awesome was playing out. While still under the tutelage of Mrs. Awesome and blissfully ignorant in the ways of the Barkside, Indy Terrier was a good little Padawan, guarding the house and being a somewhat obedient puppy, until one fateful day when her master was away on a diplomatic mission. She was left alone with Director Awesome, also known as Darth Egregious, the Emperor. I am looking forward to completing your training. In time, you will call me Master. The Emperor disguised himself in his true intentions and promised Indy Terrier only one thing, that she would always be at his side from then on. Good. Little Indy was quickly seduced to the bark side of the Force 
and her little crazy rabbit-killing mind was quickly corrupted and turned to the service of her new master. Padawan Indy was no more, and her transformation to full Sith Apprentice was complete. Her name from then on was Darth Indy. Mrs. Awesome tried to regain control over her apprentice, but it was too late. And she grieved over the loss of her Padawan Maltese Terrier, the Emperor's new apprentice. <laughs> <laughs>